travelers, essentially we start a new contract every three months. Mm -hmm. And that means that we experience a lot of first days, mm -hmm. right? A lot of walking into a new environment with no idea what to expect. And that can be really overwhelming. And I think it's something that's not talked about enough. Welcome back to the Gap Travel Podcast. We are your host, Kim and Aaron, and we are back for another week. On this week's episode, we're gonna chat all about first days, first weeks, what it's really like. Um, as you guys know, I just started a new contract, just got through my first week, and honestly, it's been one of the bumpiest, most challenging hmm. weeks for me. Interesting. In your <laughs> in your eight years of travel? I mean, yeah, it's it's been a lot. And so for me, this particular time, and I know as travelers, we are always experiencing first days and first weeks, and it's a part of our job. It's a part of the gig. And so we really wanted to dig into that specifically, speaking about the challenges that come with that and, and things to think about and kind of what has come up for me this week that I was like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's funny because if you guys have been listening to our podcast since, you know, the beginning, um, you'll know that in episode 23, we did how to rock your first days as a healthcare traveler. And that was more preparation for first day. I think now we're really going to get into the grind of the first day and the first week and kind of what to expect. Totes. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Before we get into this week's episode, we just wanted to remind you guys that if you are loving the podcast, enjoying it, getting lots of value from it, we would love, love, love if you would take a few minutes, head over to Apple Podcasts. Or Google Podcasts. Oh, you can leave a review mm -hmm. on Google Podcasts? Yep. Okay. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. All right. You can leave a review on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. And you can leave us, you know, star review or written review. We prefer written reviews. We love reading what you guys think, any feedback. It just means a lot to us. It really supports us in the show and allows the show to also be pumped out to more people to find it. So, yeah. And if you're doing that and you're leaving a review and you're feeling extra spunky, then we would love for you to share this out to one of maybe your healthcare traveler friends or maybe people that love traveling or are preparing to go for, you know, extended travel. We would love for you to share that out because that again helps us as well. Thank you. Thanks. And with that being said, we want to read one of our reviews that just came in and it's from Tiff. Um, her handle is Tiff Travels 412, which I absolutely love. Um, but she wrote, Fun, informative, and entertaining. Um, she did give us five stars, which we absolutely love. Thanks, Thanks Tiff. Tiff. Um, <laughs> but it says, Kim and Aaron do a wonderful job giving great advice and insight to the travel healthcare world. I've been a healthcare traveler for several years now and can always relate to their passions and goals. I am looking forward to upcoming episodes and keep up the great work. Keep that passion alive. I love that. That's a fantastic review. That, Thank you, Tiff. So use that to inspire you to write us a rave five-star review. And it will make the episode. <laughs> All right. So. First week is complete. My first week. So it's Saturday. Congrats. Thanks. Fist bump. Mm -hmm. Saturday. So I just got through my first week of my contract. If you guys listened to last week's episode, we talk about the whirlwind and how crazy it was, how we went from Florida to St. Louis. I hadn't even started yet. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't even know what to expect, which is just crazy how time works. Because now on, on the other side of it, I've had my first day, my first week, and now I kind of know what to expect. I feel like we've been living in St. Louis for a year. I know. I feel <laughs> like this is like our hometown. Like we've settled right in. Yeah. Very quickly. St. Louis has been good to us. Yeah, I'm loving the the Lou vibes. Mm -hmm. The um, Lou. The Lou. But you know, here's the thing. So what I wanted we wanted to talk about is obviously as travelers, essentially we start a new contract every three months. Mm -hmm. And that means that we experience a lot of first days, mm -hmm. right? A lot of walking into a new environment with no idea what to expect. And that can be really overwhelming. And I think it's something that's not talked about enough. Even like the girls that I, I work with were like, you know, you like it must be crazy coming into a new facility 
all the time and mm -hmm. having to learn the ropes and meet the people and work with the personalities. Like they've, they've worked together for years and years and years. I was going to add that because I was talking to one of my friends at my last assignment and she was going into a new job and we had always talked about the prospect of um, being a traveler. And after she went and got her new full-time job, she actually said, I can't even imagine um, because, you know, she's a very seasoned uh, technologist in IR. And she was like, they were basically teaching me like I was a baby IR tech that I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And she was like, that was really hard for me to not just be like, I know what I'm doing I back know. off me. Um, because then it makes you feel as if you don't know what you're doing or they don't think you know what you're doing. And she was like, I can't imagine you going into a facility with all of your experience and dealing with that every three months. Well, and that's the thing with travelers is like, you know, most people have maybe a couple of first days in their life, essentially, yeah. right? Like you work at the same, like in, tradi in a traditional sense, you work at the same career or job for a good portion of your life. And then, yeah, maybe you move, maybe you start something new, but it's not like, you know, uh, hundreds of first mm -hmm. days or whatever. And so it is, it's, it's a, it's a thing that at least in my opinion, we've been traveling for eight years and I don't think the first days get any easier. Like I, I mean, they're easier as far as like you kind of, you're, you're confident. You can kind of you know walk what to in. Expect. You, well, you, you know, don't. <laughs> yeah, that's you true. Don't, that's you, the thing. That's you that's don't true. know what to expect. I think from your own personal, like I know that it's going to be a little bit rough on my first day. I know that I'm going to have to kind of get in there and kind of show people that I do know what I'm yeah. doing and I do know how I can manage my own ego and my own feelings. Yeah. But other than that, yes, everything else is unknown. Right. And, you know, so I had mentioned at the top of the show, this first week has been one of the most challenging for me. And it's nothing to do with the facility or the people I work with or anything like that. It's all about me and how I'm feeling. And first off, you know, I had been off for seven months. Yeah. So with no intention of going back. With, right. So like a, it's a mindset thing, mm -hmm. right? Your mindset. So I ended a contract in February, thought we were going to be traveling the world. And clearly we're not doing that in this moment. I'm back into a contract. So that was already kind of a like mind fuck, if mm -hmm. you will, right? Like, mm -hmm. what am I doing? Getting back into the hospital. I kind of, in a sense, let that part of me go, that sonographer persona, that, that um, you know, that part of yeah, my the, Yeah, the, life. What, what do you do for a living? And yeah. you're like, I'm a sonographer. You kind of started to let that go a little I bit. I stepped out of it a little yeah. bit. I didn't think I was going to get back into it this year. And so I kind of let that go. And so you know, getting back into the hospital, it was a huge transition for me. And it felt very unnatural. And I think too, a part of it is the mindset, but also just from like a, like a clinical standpoint or just a practical, like I felt rusty. I hadn't been in a hospital. I hadn't scanned a patient. I hadn't talked to a patient. You know, it's like you get into your routines and your flow of like, it's almost like when you've been doing it for so long, you go into autopilot. It's mm -hmm. like, I can, you know, scan an abdomen with, with my eyes closed. Well, actually not my eyes closed because we need it. It's the most important part for ultrasound. But I know my spiel. I can just like go through it and go through the motions and get through it. It doesn't take a lot of energy for me. But being out of the game for seven months, everything... I had to think about, and it took more time, it took more energy, it took more processing, not just like learning this new facility, but learning how to be back in this kind of an environment was completely, it felt very unnatural to me. And then again, I'll pass it over to you in a second, but I just wanted to also say like for the seven months, not only was I not working, but like we had created our own routine. And, you know, woke up and we had our own schedule and our own flow and the, our own way of things that we were doing and things we were working on. And I love that, right? It's the whole reason we are entrepreneurial. It's the whole reason we want to work for ourselves because we love the freedom and flexibility to design our own life and time. So from going from that for seven months to you have to clock in by eight, you get, you know, this amount of time for lunch. You have to stay until this time. What days can you take call? Like just the grind of having to be somewhere at a certain time. You have a schedule. Your patients are scheduled. It was like my brain just felt on overload. It was like, 
Well, like, no, what have you done? not only not only that. Like, I want to touch on a couple things and unpack what you just said. But the fact that, uh oh, ESPN, ESPN, we're getting ready for the FSU game. Whoop, whoop, go Knowles. Um, <laughs> it could be rough. They're playing Miami, and I know. whatever. Anyway, um, with that being said, you're also forcing in your workout schedule, which you haven't done in seven months because you were able to wake up and do your morning routine that you normally do yeah. and then do your workouts. Now you're waking up at 4.30 in the morning going for your workouts and doing that in a mm-hmm. first week on top of everything else. That's mentally taxing and yeah. physically taxing as well. And you were a fucking rock star with that so a little shout out Same. that you stayed on it and battled your first week so for all of you are like oh no it's too much it yeah it is a lot mm. but like you your alarm went off at 4 30 every single morning you got up you did your morning routine you went to a spin class you came home you got ready and you went to work and you handled your day which was really cool but i want to say too back on your spiel when you're trying to think of those little things that you didn't think of that takes up so much brain power that if you were in it Learning about the facility and the nuances of the facility when you're in that groove makes things a lot easier mentally when you're not trying to think of every aspect of your job. Yeah. So I want to say if you are transitioning and you haven't taken seven months off, usually that time is a little bit easier because your brain is so focused on what you do as a, mm-hmm. as a regular. Um, your spiels, how you talk to patients, how you do all these things, that all you got to do is focus on the nuances of that facility. But when you're coming in... Trying to figure all that out, there's not a, not a lot of space in your brain to allow for that stuff to happen. Yeah, if I, I knew I felt rusty, and I had taken more time. I've taken a year off before, but for some reason this time, I really felt like things were taking me longer. Like I felt super scatterbrained, and um, I'm I'm usually very like, um, like a type A, like you saying like structured. Yeah, like I, I pick up things very quickly. I get into the groove very quickly. I don't know. It just felt really laggy for me. And just to circle back to like what you said about the spin and the morning routine, just real quick, like for me, it was challenging to get out of bed and do all the things, but I knew I needed to give myself as much as I could to get to to give myself the energy that I needed to feel good. Like I needed to do everything possible to get my mind in the right place, to energize and just to like feel good and confident and working out and having my time in the morning gives me that space to then kind of show up and for the day. I got to go on a side road, a little scenic route here because it's funny because I was just reading something. Um, as, as you guys have heard, Kim and I are, you know, we're creating a physical product. So I've been doing a lot of reading, but it's funny. They say when you're looking at like bank loans and things like that, and trust me, I'm, I'm going to get to the point here shortly, but I got to tell you this. When you look for bank loans, they say it's almost counterintuitive that if you're looking for a loan for your business, it's better to ask for more money because it's easier for them and it's worth their time to give you more money than it is less money. So a lot of people get denied for business loans if they ask for like $10,000. They'd rather give you a hundred, right? Hmm. But that doesn't sound... That doesn't make sense. Right, it's counterintuitive. But a lot of people going to your point think it's counterintuitive that if you're really tired and you wake up at 4.30 and you work out, you're not going to be able to produce as much during the day. But as we've seen, that it's it's not. It actually boosts you throughout the day, gets your morning going, and you're not as tired throughout the day. And you're able to carry on longer in your your day and learn more. When I don't work out in the I actually feel way more sluggish mm-hmm. and way, I didn't work out one morning and I felt it. I actually, I, I felt it. Like I was more tired. That being said, this week has looked like me waking up, going to my spin, going to work. I work eight to four thirty, coming home. We'll get to your house husband chores oh, at the end. Yeah. But coming home and having dinner with Aaron and all of that. And like literally sitting there like a zombie with my eyes crossed while he's talking and it's like the uh charlie brown or whatever where it's like and i'm like really trying to like listen to him and i want to talk to him and i want to tell him about my day and i want to like connect like what have you been doing he's been home doing like all this cool stuff for like our next like business venture and like all these cool things like but i literally don't even have the energy 
to give out or like learn or hear anything else. Like I've been like going to bed at like seven thirty o'clock, like legit. Last night I did stay up till like nine thirty, and it was a Friday night. I, it was wild. It wild was for wild. you, but I did. I, and I have a. I thought there's no way she's asleep because she'd go in and, and read <laughs> at seven thirty, and then something would come up that I'd want to tell her, and I'd walk in the room, and the lights would be out. She is out, like snoring like it's a like pig. Eight fifteen <laughs> with my earphones in. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the true like yeah. vibe. But here's the thing: or being scared to death. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Side note. She's I, so okay. Everybody has always back. said that Kim and I don't need need a re, we need a reality show in general. They say, but they say that we especially need it at night. Um, we have a lot of night. Terrors. We have a lot of night terrors. A lot of things that happen from Kim's end. Um, I literally walked in on what Thursday? Yeah, Thursday night. Um, and I went to go get into bed and she's laying on my side of the bed cuddled up, which I personally don't like because then she warms up my side of the bed. I was trying to be close. That's what she always says. And she I makes it sweet that she likes I like to sniff your pillow. I, see, I, right. She turns into that. But of course, like I like a cold bed and so it helps me sleep. And so now she's warmed it all up with all of her tooting and things like that <laughs> okay. that's going on. So anyway, I just kind of <laughs> touched her to like move her over and she literally good. Let me just say to set the tone. I'm a very, very light sleeper in general. So oh usually God, yeah. Aaron will walk in the room and my eyes are open, like wide eyed. What's going on? Like if he breathes a different way, I'm awake. Like and that's I'm, also me like having to like hold my breath to open the door. I just lift it up and slide yeah. it and I try to sneak in so I don't. You try to be stealthy, but I'm such a light sleeper. So the fact that I'm in such a deep sleep on his side of the bed where he's trying to wake me up and I am not waking up shows you how freaking pooped I was. On top of I that, never sleep like that. I wanted to see because you were on my side and I didn't want to nudge you so I plugged in my phone and it made the noise and the light came on <laughs> and you still didn't budge and then I'm like, uh-oh, like what now do I do? you're terrified. So I was standing there. So I went to go reach for her to kind of touch her and she literally, if you can picture every horror movie of an Oscar nominated actress, she belts out just ah, ah, and starts like going backwards and then sits up in bed and starts crying. <laughs> okay, I first of all hardly remember this. Right. But I had flashbacks the next day, so I asked him, like, did something happen last night? Which is funny because that's a, that's a conversation we have mo probably more than we should. Yeah. Where you have an inkling and I'm like, did last something night? happen last night? And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, something happened. Like, you, you literally <laughs> cried yourself to sleep. Yeah, and so scream. then she's sitting up and then she's crying. <laughs> And then she, <laughs> the next morning as we're talking about it, she was like, well, why didn't you comfort me? And I was like, uh, I did. I scratched your back and told you it was okay. And I was sorry that I scared you so bad. <laughs> but then the problem was, was she laid back down and went to sleep and I couldn't stop laughing for 20 minutes. So I'm giggling in bed and the bed shaking and I feel like I'm going to wake her up again. So now I'm trying to like hold my breath and not laugh, but I could not stop laughing. It was Hilarious. You like what? Like you're terrified of the wrath of waking me up. I am. Because if you wake me up, I go apeshit bananas. Yeah. Because I'm such a light sleeper, it's hard for me to go. And to then you sleep. can't go back. But I swear to God, you came in. I I saw like a clown face and like a like a very like tongue. <laughs> like, that's all. Okay. Um, okay. So back to the first day. Okay. So that just sets the tone for like the vibe of the week. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's the vibe in the Gibson household. Next level. And the same thing happened the next night, but I didn't scream. Yeah. Luckily, <laughs> it was just like, oh yeah. Okay. So back to it. Feeling rusty, you know, is one thing. And but here's the thing with with traveling is that you do at least me. Okay. Speaking for myself. I want to show up and be like, I got this. Like, I can do the job. Like, I'm a fast learner. I'm a good stenographer. Like, I'm not taking three hours to do an exam. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, you want to essentially, like, quote unquote, 
prove yourself mm-hmm. where they're like, okay, cool. Like this girl's going to be good. Like, I'm glad that we hired her on. I'm glad we brought her on. Like things are going to go good. And so when you're feeling rusty already, like I hadn't even touched a probe for seven months. So like the first time I touched the probe, of course, like all of my patients that I scanned on the first day were like the hardest patients, like the fattest, like <laughs> gassiest, just like, like the worst exams no ever. Next. Yeah. And I'm like, is it just me? Like, is this just me? So side note, I did it. My first carotid that I did. Oh, here's the other thing. So I have to be checked off of exams. Mm-hmm. That, that happened. That it's happened at a different place. Yeah. So, uh, some places don't give a flying F about anything. And then there's other places that want to kind of babysit you. And that kind of goes I was just going to say, and have you noticed that a lot of the places that want to babysit you, it's because they've had prior yep. issues? Always. 100%. 100% of the time that I've seen that from my side, people want to check me off because they've had bad traveler experiences. Yep. And I, and I totally get that. And that's kind of what, you know, we've talked before about, you know, you got to like check your ego too. And like, no, it's not about you. Like, don't get frustrated. Um, because they just want to know like, okay, she's good. We don't have to babysit her. You know, she knows what she's doing. We're not going to run into any issues. So I understand the idea behind it, but sometimes it's hard. It's like, I'm a sonographer. I've been one for 13 years. And in most case scenarios, I'm a very confident, very skilled, very good sonographer. I don't need to be babysat. I know what I'm doing. But when you're already feeling kind of nervous and shaky, like you end up making like silly mistakes that, or like things that you normally would never do. And you're like, oh my God, like what am I doing? Mm -hmm. And then you start to get like frustrated with yourself. You know, it's just like this whole thing that comes from just like the the jitters and the nerves of kind of starting something new and then knowing people are watching, like Mm. puts the pressure on, right? So... I'm doing a carotid. It's my first carotid I've done in seven months. And I love carotids. I love them. I'm good at them. They're easy. I can bang one out in like 20 minutes, maybe less, like depending, like super simple. So I have to get checked off. So it's my first carotid and I'm like, cool, I got this, whatever. I bring the patient back and I already knew he was going to be trouble, you know, (laughs) like he was going to be trouble. So you know, bless his heart, he had COPD and like all these other issues and he had the mask on and he couldn't breathe. And with a carotid, we know like you, the being still as a patient and not like snoring and like, <sighs> like breathing really loud. Like breathing like, like when you sleep? <laughs> whatever. That's you. Okay. I'm an angel and I sleep. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it, it creates a bit of a problem. So he comes in, he's breathing like a 500 pound man. His neck was... I mean, an inch long. Like, it was the tiniest, fattest neck I've ever seen. Again, bless his heart. (laughs) And I'm like, fuck, right? Oh, and I'm learning all new machines. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning how to scan, because I don't remember. I mean, I do, but you know what I mean. It's my first time. Um, I'm learning a new machine, and, you know, I'm doing this carotid where all the other girls are out there and, you know, like, sonographers are such bitches. And they're like, how long is this going to take her? You know, like, they're all probably out there, like, chatting, like, let's go, you know, because I'm guilty of that, too. Mm-hmm. So I put the probe down and so literally, like, I have to scan his cheek in order to, like, see the carotid artery. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is, this is a mess. And so I start to get nervous Cause I'm trying to remember the protocol. I'm just trying to remember everything. And now I'm getting worked up and it looks like he has an occlusion because the machine isn't picking up the flow and it's like a whole thing. And I'm like literally in there for like an hour, an hour. I'm not, I'm not kidding. One of the girls comes in and she's like, Hey, are you okay? <laughs> That's the worst. No, I was humiliated because it's like, she's like, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> like I, She's like, one of the girls I work with is narcolepsy. She has narcolepsy. So she falls asleep often. So she was like, you know, I, it was, we made a joke of it. She's like, but what would be the odds of like you having narcolepsy? Like I walk in, you're just like passed out, like in the chair. Cause she's like, it was dead silent. So I was like really concerned. And so it had t- it took me like an hour. It was the hardest carotid I'd ever done. I had an issue getting um, one of the verts and then like she comes in and just gets it really quickly. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like the biggest loser. Like they're gonna think I'm like the worst sonographer. And so you have those moments where again, like in normal life, 
if I had been working with these girls for a couple of months, they would know like, oh, it's that's not patient. like him. Yeah, right. like she's good. She knows what she's doing. But because it was my first one, they're probably like, oh, shit, who is this chick that that's the, can't even do a That's karate? actually a really funny thing to think about because as they know you, their first assumption would be like, man, Kim must have a really tough yeah. patient. Right. Because they know that you can get anything, that you're a great sonographer, you're a hard worker, you're not in there just sleeping in the corner. Right. Like, they understand all that stuff. But when you are a traveler and they don't know that, the first thought is, she doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah, like this fucking bimbo, you know, in there. (laughs) That's a little harsh. You know what I mean. But she's just like, oh my god, I can't do this. So it's like, again, that's why for me, I always like to hit the ground running like, really hard the first couple of weeks because I want to prove like who I am as a sonographer, as a person, as a human, like, can you what? change that? You're not really proving you're showing like who you truly are. Exactly. Yeah. Cause when you're proving you're, I feel that word is stepping outside of yourself. Yeah. You're just trying to show your true self. A hundred. Yeah. Okay. That's what I, yeah, exactly. Like basically words just, have power. Yeah. Just showing <laughs> who I am as a sonographer and person, I know I already am, but just, you know, really making, I like to make a good first impression because, you know, I'm doing a job and I want to do it well and I want to have a good experience and I want to be helpful and I want to add value to the department and that's important to me. And so having that be one of my first patients, I was like, you know, it it kind of took my energy levels down, but me being me, you know, I think your personality goes a long way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I made a joke of it, of just like, you know, I know you guys are out here like judging. I didn't say like that, but I'm like, I know y'all are like judging me. Like we need to like have, that's a wash. Like let's pretend that never happened. I get a redo, like, you know, and we made a joke out of it and we all laughed and I just did a carotid um, yesterday. Yesterday, um, and it was fine. Well, oh god, I didn't hear about. Okay, those. so just another th- again. This is kind of like goes back to finding your groove, right? You, I can normally do that in my sleep. I know the protocol so well, but different places do things a little bit differently. So they Doppler the bulb, and most places I go, like you don't typically do that unless there's plaque, because the bulb's always going to have kind of a, a different waveform because of it, the opening, whatever. They do. It's part of their protocol. So I'm going through all my pictures and I'm like, fuck, I forgot to do the bulb. So I go back, do the bulb. Okay. So my pictures were like out of order. Then on the left side, go through my protocol and I like just tweak the probe and I, the vertebral came in absolutely beautiful. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to take a picture or whatever. So I did that. And then I went back to what I was doing. So a little bit, those pictures were out of order. So she checked me and she's like, your, your pictures are great. Everything looks great. You know, the protocol, everything's fine. Um, my only suggestion is that you, um, you know, cause you went back to the bulb and blah, blah. And I was just like, and I just said, I know that, like, I get that. I don't, I'm not used to doing the bulb. So I forgot and I went back, but like, again, I don't need you to like, I already, I like, I, I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So it's like, it kind of gets frustrating. And again, it's not their fault. It's nothing to do with them, but it's like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I don't need you to tell me to show the distal with the bolt. Like, I, I, I've been a sonographer for a while. I get it, you know? But it's like, but anyways, I redeem myself. The, the carotid was fine. It was just those little things. But those are the little things that you have to deal with as a traveler is like learning how they do things and their flow and having them critique you in a sense. Well, and you not, know only, what I mean? not only critique you about your pictures, but that's the thing about a lot of facilities that I've noticed is it's not necessarily what you know. And in the beginning, it's about really following what they do mm-hmm. because that's how people see it. That's how they've been taught. That's how they do it. And so if you come out and do something totally different, all of a sudden now you're different, even though it's like your pictures were good, but you know, we don't do it this way. And like, you have to be able to deal with that. And at the beginning, really focus on doing everything that that facility wants you to do. And as you get there, you can kind of grow and expand a little bit and, and kind of bring in your own little, like, I guess, techniques. I think oh, 100%. From like an IR point of view, I don't go in teaching the first two weeks. I don't show them efficient ways to do things or things I've learned. I do it exactly as they do it for the first couple of weeks. I build up my rapport. I show them who I am from a hardworking point of view, a self-sufficient point of view, and a knowledgeable point of view. And then as my knowledge gains, they start asking me more questions. And then I can bring in like little tips and tricks that I've learned along the way. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so I think that's where, again, I'm, 
I'm kind of like maybe not over exaggerating because it was a good week. Like I don't, it was, a, I had a good first week. It's going to be a good contract. I really like the girls that I work with. And I know once I find my flow, it's going to be easy. It's going to be, it's going to be good. But I kind of felt like this week I bombed in a sense for me because I was just like, again, just, I felt very like my brain for some reason wasn't clicking as quickly as it usually does. Mm hmm. And I don't know why, um, yeah. I, I, but sometimes that happens. And so again, it's like, I'm learning how to scan again. I'm learning new machines. I'm learning new, um, protocols, pr well, protocols, but computer systems. And they have this thing called digisonics, which is like a vascular thing. So they write up all their, uh, work in a program called digisonics. I've never used it before. And it's like, the wordiest, weirdest thing I've ever, like I'm used to writing things out. Like I just write it out or you talk to the radiologist and you speak it out. So it's like, it's like you have to pick the certain sentences. There's a whole thing. I, I'm like, this digisonics is going to be like the death of me. Um, so it like everything just takes me so much longer. You need to change that framing of your wording. What do you mean? Digisonics is going to be the death of I you. Know. You've already put that out there. Hey. Hey, it's a therapy session. Stop. I have to practice what I preach. Yeah, you do. No, I know. But I'm just kind of like setting the tone. It's a for challenge it. right now. Yes. And I know. I mean, it was. I did it yesterday and it was way easier than it was on Tuesday. So I get that. You know, I do. And I just, um, I know that there's a, this comes up for a lot of people where as travelers, it doesn't matter how much experience you have or how good you are, or what you do, you're always walking into somewhere that's brand new, brand new people. And there's this learning curve yeah, all was, the time. The last contract it's I was exhausting. at, it was actually one of the easiest post procedure, uh, protocols that I've ever had. And it was so easy that it was just like very simple. It wasn't very technical or I didn't have to label all these pictures and, and put things in certain orders and, and, and scan all these things and, and write in all these things that I'm used to doing. Even sending my films over and things like that. Like it's usually really detailed in IR. This place was super simple. And I remember on Thursday of my first week having a conversation with myself that I actually said the words, I'm never going to get this. And I was like thinking to myself, it's so easy. Why is it so difficult? And it is because it's just not your norm. And it's so different from place to place. Even though it's the same thing, it's not the same thing. Yeah. And that's tough for your brain because your brain says similar, 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 but then it's not. Mm -hmm. And so you tend to just autopilot. Your brain kicks in, you autopilot and you're like, oh, they don't do that here. I got to do it this yeah. way. And like, you have to really remember that. Because that does go a long way when you take the time to notice their details. Because I think as humans, we notice people that are detail oriented. We notice people because it means you appreciate what they do. And that goes a lot farther than anything you can say or do, in my opinion, if you really show the time that you take their little details um, to heart. Yeah, 100%. And so... I think, you know, it's like, I'm reminding myself of this. Aaron has been helping me with this, but it's like, give yourself grace mm -hmm. during this time, right? Be patient with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Don't say like, I'm not going to get this. Like I've been saying like the digital is the death of me. Like, you know, it's like, there's, there's a learning period. And of course I'm saying all of this to myself, right? Like I'm like kind of feeling frustrated with myself because I know I know my capabilities, but they're all like, oh my God, like you're awesome. You're picking this up. Like you're fine. Like you're just learning a new system. Like it's all good. But I, I tend to beat myself up more. Which is your, everybody's their own so, worst critic. So, but everybody does that, right? So it's like, give yourself grace, be patient, understand that there's this learning curve. And also one thing that I do is I'm coming, like I have a notebook and we've talked about this before, but I have every first con, every first day I have a brand new notebook and I take a bunch of notes and you know, sometimes they're in order. Sometimes I'm jotting things down, but I like to, at the end of the day, go back over that and write things down in order, get a list and get things going so that I can refresh my brain for the next day. Right. Cause when you're in it, it's kind of like all over the place, but I'll go over it at night and be like, okay, like let me walk through in my mind the process that they go through from grabbing a patient to ending the patient. What do they do? And so I'm walking myself through that. So the next day I can kind of feel a little bit like, 
okay, this is starting to click, this is coming together. And then also anything that's coming up that I feel like I need a refresher on clinically, YouTube is a really great, I freaking love YouTube. For ultrasound. I don't I know. know. I guess IR I haven't seen much. But. I, yeah, I mean, I haven't looked, but like, yeah, I guess for like ultrasound, but like honestly, you can like Google anything and there's videos to like refresh your memory on things. I'm like, okay, yeah, I remember that or I get that or whatever. And so I've been using my time also to just refresh and kind of let things sink in mm -hmm. more and more and more so that the following day feels a little bit easier. Yeah. So. No, you definitely have to be kind to yourself and, and just understand that maybe if you're feeling a little tired or you're a little overwhelmed or your brain hurts at night, like that's okay. Like yeah. that, that allows you the peace to just know. And I think it also comes down to the confidence that you have as yourself, as a sonographer. You're not saying, I don't know how to do carotids. Right. I'm not very good at carotids. I'm not very good at abdomens and blah, 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 blah. You know that you're sound in those skills and they will come back. Yeah. So therefore that confidence has a big play when you can be easy on yourself. Yeah. If you were like, you know, when it comes down to high risk OB or like, you know, in depth OB, oh, you, you're not, you don't like them. You're not very like skilled at them. And so if you were doing that, you would feel more overwhelmed. A hundred percent. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like I know I'm going to get it. I just, I, I'm, I obviously I'm taking longer than I, and that's okay. That's the thing. In the beginning, everything's going to take longer as a traveler. Those, that first week, essentially, like even into the second week, things take longer. The process takes longer. The scans take longer. If you're, especially if you're learning a new machine, right? I'm learning, I have to learn how the machine operates and remember how to scan, mm -hmm. you know, but I, that comes pretty naturally. It's but like riding a bike. Anyways, everything takes a little bit longer, but I know that in a month, I'm, we're going to be sitting here and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is awesome. This is a breeze. It's second nature. I'm kind of an autopilot again where I can just go in, bang it out, come home. And I have more energy to give when I get home mm -hmm. than I have had this week. And I know it's temporary. And so anyways, we just... We wanted to like chat about this because I know that this is a, a, a big thing that we all experience. And so just knowing that we're all in the same boat, everybody feels that way when they're first starting out, no matter where, no matter how long you've been doing what you do, give yourself grace, be kind, be patient, allow things to sink in as quickly as possible. So do what you need to do to retain and then keep showing up every day with the intention to kick ass. Like that's my like intention, like I want to show up and I want to kick ass and I want to feel good because this is a, just a small chapter in our life right now. So I don't want to bum my way through it because I could easily do that. I want to kick ass. I want to feel good. I want to enjoy this. I want to have fun. I want to learn. I want to feel confident. I want to give it my all because that's important to me in anything that I do. Well, and you also want to leave with those girls feeling like, damn, she came in and helped us she out helped. a lot and she yeah. was great. And I think... I wanted to almost end this type of, you know, this conversation on that is just like you care, right? If I you do. didn't care, then your slow first week wouldn't matter because you just don't care. I don't really care. I'm only in there for three months. Who cares what they think about me or right. who cares what, whatever. I'll just take my time and I don't even care if they think I'm good. But yeah. you do care because you should care. Yeah. You should care because you're there to help them out and you want to leave that lasting impression because I can tell you one thing. We saw it. We went to dinner this week with two travelers and the healthcare travel world is a very, mm -hmm. very, very small world. The girl we had dinner with, which we didn't know in person, actually knew the lead that was, was at oh, yeah. the hospital. Can I tell this story real quick? Yeah. Uh, so this is, okay. So this like puts it in perspective. This is like a crazy funny story, but one of the girls that I work with was like, we were all just like sitting around chatting and she was like, okay, I have a confession. She's like... I had, so somebody reached out, our old lead reached out and said, hey, so the lead doesn't work there anymore. She quit. She's no longer there. And so she said, I heard you guys have a new traveler. How is she? And Nicole, the, the girl was like, oh yeah, she's cool. She's great. Like we're happy to have her or whatever. But she's like, how do you know we have a traveler? She doesn't even work there anymore. And the lead was like, oh, well, I follow her and her husband and um, she had another friend that that oh the, her friend told her hey this girl and husband that I follow is going to be starting at St. Clair's and I know you used to work there whatever they're friends 
And so that's how she found out. And then Nicole, the girl that I work with, was like, huh, let me look at, like, what do you mean? Like, you follow them. Like, who the fuck are these people? So she, like, got on our Instagram, and she's, like, binging our Instagram, and then, like, just diving into all the things. And then she got all the other girls to, like, look like, oh, this is this is her. Like, this is going to be the girl. And I had absolute, of course, I had no idea. And and so we have our whole ring saga on there. And so she was like, I was like trying to look at your ring, like wonder like what happened, you know, cause she like watched all of that. So it's funny, she's like, so we were all totally stalking you <laughs> and like diving into all the things, but it's like so cool, like what you guys are doing, whatever. So fast forward that she told me that, that night we end up going to dinner with two travelers in the community. And one of the girls that we were at dinner with was the girl who told the lead about us that we were, yeah. And I was like, whoa, like it's a small world. Like people are always talking and chatting and this and that. And like, it's just crazy. And so it just reminds you like, A, like it's such a small community. B, like you want to have a good reputation. Cause what if she was like, that girl's like, Awful. The worst of the worst. You know, like they would have probably been like, oh, we don't want to bring her. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, anyways, I just thought like that's so funny that yeah. like that happened anyway. Well, enough about you. <laughs> no. no, I just I wanted to say too. One big thing that I've been noticing and why I love the fact that Kim and I are both travelers, and yes, we are very blessed that we are a married traveling couple, and we've been doing this for a very long time because it allows us to not only like. You know, I'm not working, which is really weird for me because it's usually me going to work and you being home. Mm -hmm. But I do understand what first weeks and first days are all about. So I can only channel, you know, how I feel and then try to represent that to you and be softer on you Mm -hmm. when you come home and provide you with the best um, environment Mm -hmm. to allow you to show up your best for the first week. And so... My suggestion is just really communicating. And this isn't something that like Kim and I just like all of a sudden figured out. This took years of figuring this out. And I, I, I joke about it now because Kim and I used to get into our biggest fights the first two weeks of work. Yeah. When that transition is happening, when we're out of our tired, norm, like yeah. tired. And then, you know, I would come home and Kim would be like, hey, you're home. Blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't communicate as well as Kim if we're comparing um, the two of us in our relationship, she's a very clear communicator, um, sometimes, sometimes to a fault, um, but <laughs> I, I literally try to say, I need to show up and, and be ready to do my home life just as I did there. And sometimes you just can't do that. You don't have enough in your cup to give. Well, and so good. No, I was just going to finish your thoughts. Sorry, I cut you off. But I was just going to say, really communicate with your partner. Um, if you do travel as a team or maybe your partner is not in healthcare and they travel with you, just really communicating. Like, this is how I feel usually when I come home for the first week. Give me some grace on my first week. I might come home, eat dinner and go straight to bed. Like, but that's because that's what I need to show up and it's not anything personal to you. I really want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear about your day, but I honestly can't give a lot of that. And so I'm just going to go to bed. And if I feel better then you know, like we'll, we'll talk it out or whatever, but we'll stay in communication. So just really being overly communicative on what you need from your partner when you get home from your first week and your first day. And it's not you being a crazy bitch or some, you know, nuts thing or nutso or some asshole when you get home, it's yeah. about really what you need. And that's okay because I'm not a mind reader. I don't know how you're feeling. I can only assume. Well, right. And when I come home and like, you're so excited about all the things that have been yeah. going on on the other side of our life, right? Like you're so excited to share it all. And I'm sitting cross-eyed on the couch and just like, wow, I'm so excited too. But like, I don't really have much to give right now. And I was just very upfront. Like I have about 30 minutes left and then I need to go do my own thing. And you're like, cool, I got you. And I know it's hard for you because you're like an eager beaver. And you're like, I want to talk, I want to talk. So like today, I got a great night's sleep last night. And today was kind of like a day we sat down, we hashed everything out, we dug into things. I felt good. And it was just like really fun because I was at an energy level that I was able to like really show up for that conversation instead of just like half-assing it because I'm like exhausted. But that's a good point because it's a little inside to just how we do things. Take what you want and leave what you don't. But Kim literally said to me, I know it's Friday night. I know you're excited um, and it feels like a weekend, but what if we do this? What if I just, we, we kind of pocket all of the things we want to talk about. We put it on the side. 
right now. Let me get an excuse me another good night's sleep, and let's wake up tomorrow and talk this all out, and we'll have all day to like talk it out and like make some decisions and things like that because I'll be able to not only hear you but be able to continue the conversation and have input on the conversation. Mm -hmm. And so that is just a little bit of how a real conversation goes in our household, which I was really impressed with moving forward into today. And we've had a very productive, amazing day. Yeah, it was fun. Like we sat down, had coffee, and it was just like so much fun. That wouldn't have happened last night. That conversation would have been very different if we would have had it last night. And so, yeah, I think that's such a great like point and tip. And I'm so glad that you brought it up. If you are traveling with a spouse, like we have to communicate how we're feeling and what our needs are. And that's mm -hmm. going to be different day to day. That being said, if, if you guys follow us on Instagram at Kim and Aaron G, I have been blowing up Aaron's ego about <laughs> his house husband skills. And I even said last day, I was like, okay, I'm not going to do any more stories. We're just going to annoy the F out of everybody because I, because it's like every day I walk in and I'm just blown away. Like, I know I'm spoiled. I know that I have it easy. Yes, I'm going to work. And yes, I'm, you know, in a new environment that I'm learning and working eight hours a day and taking call and all the things. But I come home and I have like the absolute best support system. And he has been taking the best care of me where I walk in, I have a lemon water waiting on the counter as soon as I come into the house. Like, dinner's being prepared. The house is spotless. And for those of you guys that know me, I'm like such a clean freak. Like I love when things are clean. I love the smell of bleach. Mm -hmm. Like it gets me off. Dude, it gets my bleach and Windex or like oh my god, like and I'm some getting, dust It's like it makes it makes me feel good. I feel relaxed when things are clean, and everything's clean. Jammies are laid out. Little like attention to detail, which. One thing that I love about you and also one thing that annoys the absolute F out of me is you're, you have such attention to detail and you can be an overthinker and overanalyzer, but you want to do things perfect and you want to do things right. But in this case, I'm, I love that you're like that because it's an attention to detail. Like my soap that I wash my face with, with a washcloth is like laid out in the bathroom and it's like all I have to do is come home, get cozy and you take care of me. And I am like just beyond, beyond grateful. Oh, and not only do you just take care of me with like chores, you know, cause you do the shopping and the cooking and you pack my lunch. Like I literally do nothing. Um, but you're also taking care of everything with our business. So I don't have to go to work and be like, oh my God, I could be doing this or I could be doing blah, 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 blah. blah. Like I know you're home holding down the fort. You're getting shit done. You're showing up like a New boss. New things have been happening too. Yeah, and you're like killing it. And I get to just go to work, make money, come home. And it's like, I don't know. It's just, I feel so overly grateful. I'm not like trying to be brag or whatever, but like, I'm just so overly grateful for like the team that we have because it's like, it's unstoppable. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we just, I don't know. I just, I'm so grateful to have you really showing up and supporting me. And I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Like oh, I'm blown you. the fuck away because you're a way better house husband. I'm like the worst housewife. You like come home. I'm like, what's for dinner, babe? Like, <laughs> can you go to the store yeah, and grab it? He's like this? worked all day. I'm like, um, can you pick something up for dinner? I'm busy. And I'm like on the couch watching housewives. I'm like, can you get me a drink of water? No, you're not. No, I know. But you are way better than I am. Like that's a skill that you have. And I'm, I'm like basically milking it for as long as I can. I got to say, I've, I have a new appreciation for, um, stay at home moms. Oh my God. If I had to handle kids it's exhausting. and a business and the household and taking care of you and like, I, I just don't understand because that job never stops. At least when Kim comes home and she crawls into bed, I guess your kids go to bed, but like, that's my me time. Um, even though I have all day to yeah. myself, like I still do get bits and pieces of it, but it did leave me an appreciation. I got out in the shower a lot of times this week saying like, God, like stay at home moms, like, man, like they work dude. Oh, yeah. like, to say that they don't work is I don't think asinine. anybody says they don't work. Like it's incredible. So I've been like appreciating that. Well, honestly, like I 
going to work, you know, because again, like you guys know if you've been listening for a while, like I hate ultrasound, right? Like I I'm, I don't hate it. It's just not my passion. It's not something I want to do for the rest of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to work for eight hours, but it's also like eight hours of like a job that feels unnatural to me. I don't enjoy the work itself, but I do it and I show up and I try to do the best I can and, and make a difference with my patients. But like, that's hard enough, but it's way easier to me than being home. Mm. Like being home, because I've done that too, or I've stayed home. It's there's way more work involved, way more thought. Like I'm, like, he'll come home from work, and I'm like, I'm exhausted. Like because it it is. So I can't imagine throwing kids on top of that. I wouldn't want to. Like that's why we don't have kids. Um, because it is, it's like so much. So, but again, anyways. we also do have a new business in tow yeah, and there's a lot of things that go into that. A lot of details I'm working out, a lot of third party that I'm dealing with. So that keeps me busy. There's a lot of learning that I'm doing. Oh so I'm researching and learning and taking in as much as I can and then trying to take such good notes that I can cliff note Kim into all of this so that when we need to make big decisions she's up to speed and then can just help me make those decisions Mm -hmm. so it's like if i didn't have any of that then it would be be that's true that's true i'd be taking naps at two o'clock every day Uh, and like going for walks and uh, doing everything but but i've also kept up with my workout schedule which is awesome which i've been really impressed with so it's just it's been a really good transition we'll get off of our soapbox now but um, we, it's, it, this has been for me, at least that's why I was interested when you said this has been the toughest one for you. Cause for me, this has been like, wow, I think after eight years, we finally figured this yeah, out. It's been tough just because of, um, me, you know, I'm being hard on myself, but overall, you know, cause we had been going back and forth about this and we were in Florida. Should we go? Should we take a contract? And like, I'm so grateful we did. This is the best thing we could have done. I think we're really going to love St. Louis. Tomorrow we're going to go to a park and, and go hiking. And it's just, um, and the people have been great. Like, it's just, I feel the like weather. the weather, mm. oh my gosh, like it's fall. Well, it's kind of warm today, but it's, we've had some like fall vibes and um, I just, I'm excited to see where this chapter leads us. Mm-hmm. I have three months. And um, I'm ready to get through this kind of two-week hurdle and find my flow and be like, just like in my zone, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's like the best part of traveling is when everything clicks Mm -hmm. and you're like, all right, let's go time. Let's do it. So anyways, hopefully this was helpful. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was was great. I think it was great. It was helpful for me. It was a nice... uh... I feel like I got a lot off my chest. (laughs) (laughs) Good. So if you definitely enjoyed this, please share this out with somebody. Maybe they're going to their first day. Um, Definitely share it out for them. Uh, Leave us a review. Um, Subscribe. It's all free to you. It just helps support this show. And with that being said, enjoy your week. We're going to go watch some football, which I'm excited about. Actually, I'm just excited to have a drink. Yeah. Let's be honest. And like some French onion dip. Nice. The football's a side note. Yeah, it is. Um, And we will see you guys next week. See you Tuesday. Yep. We might have a big episode for you guys. Uh, There could be a possibility of an interview if I can get it lined up this week. Um, But that could be coming. So definitely stay tuned for our next episode. And... Last thing, if you want to go back and listen to all the tips we have for showing up on your first day, that was episode 23. So check that out, and we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.